Hey everyone, this is Jay. And this is Angie. And welcome to another episode of Across the Lines, a place where we have candid and vulnerable conversations with Pan-Asian American leaders about identity, work, and the confluence of the two. Join us on a journey to amplify their voices, humanize their achievements, and share their wisdom. Whether you're looking for advice or just want to hear leaders who've been there and done that share their personal and professional stories, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, Angie here. As you likely already know, we ask our guests for their best contrarian advice at the end of every episode. We've heard some incredible nuggets of wisdom from our season three guests and wanted to compile our learnings into a short high signal episode. Hope you enjoy. First up, we have Debbie Sue who's the CEO of OpenTable. In her episode with Debbie, we spoke about navigating feelings of otherness and recognizing the structures that you're operating within. Here are Debbie's thoughts. Especially for people early on in their career, there are no wrong turns. I really believe that. You know, like I obsessed about like, oh, like I'm going to Google, which product should I support? Or like, oh, what business school should I go to? Or like, do I go to Google or do I go to Disney or like whatever it was. I ended up like in business school, I really wanted to go into retail. So I went and sold handbags at Saks Fifth Avenue for Louis Vuitton. It was like grueling, back-breaking work and really demoralizing because people don't think you're smart when you work in a store. And like, people would be like, that's crazy. Like you, why would you go do that? But it was so good for me, right? Like, so like even like really painful, mundane things that you think you're doing, especially early on, I think it's all accretive. I think it adds character, it adds experience, it, context. I just, I, I, I truly believe that especially early on in your career, everything you try is additive and good for you to go through and you can learn from it. Next, we have Nick Mehta, who's the CEO of Gainsight. We chatted with Nick about representation, belonging, and the intersection of identity. Here's what Nick has to say. I hate this term like, hey, we hire A players. A players hire A players. Don't hire B players. Don't hire C players, right? Like, And it's this idea that somehow people are magically graded in some system universally, and it's just about getting the best people out there. I totally disagree in my experience. I actually believe that the vast majority of situations in the company, it's actually about getting the person into the right situation where they can be successful. That means situation includes like the manager, the culture, the onboarding, right? The right role for who they are, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of companies miss out on management's responsibility, making people great versus just finding great people. I think that whole concept is totally wrong. Like, yes, there are some people who have very unique skill sets out there, but that doesn't always make them great at every single job. Next up is Dave Wu. Dave recently retired from a decades-long run on Wall Street and recently published a book highlighting his learnings. Here's Dave's advice. So in general, I'm a huge fan of the whole field of behavioral economics and cognitive bias. And for those people that aren't familiar with that, it's a whole area that, that demonstrates through, through research that people are irrational and they frankly do silly or stupid things. And biases are a perfect example of that. There's really no reason to have strong biases, but we all have them. And one of, one of the ones that won a Nobel Prize uh, was won by uh, a guy named Danny Kahneman, who's generally viewed as the godfather of this category. And his prize winning research was around a whole field known as prospect theory. 
And, and that field generally says in, in, in very simplistic terms that, you know, people generally value gains and losses differently. And so we are generally, when, when, you, when you dissect this into practice, this explains why as human beings, we tend to be uh, more risk averse than, than, than risk loving. And that really has driven my career. When I think about working for someone or being hired by someone, I always think about that human bias. How do I make sure that I am the living embodiment of prospect theory? How do I give them a sense that I'm a safe pair of hands that's not going to screw anything up, but I have upside? Like, so I can reward their investment in me, their compensation in me, their mentorship in me by being someone that they know can cover the table stakes, but provides substantial upside that one day they can claim some benefit for, either by being the mentor or the boss that was responsible for helping me get to that next level. Next, we have Niracha Tejagunavul, who is an executive vice president at Salesforce. We spoke with Niracha about learning to state her needs, cross-cultural deal-making, and many other topics. Here's her advice. If I were to give advice to my younger self, my attitude when I was younger to a lot of things that happened to me was grin and bear it. It's, you know, you know, the nervous giggle was like this kind of stock response. And I think, and I do think that the younger generation coming to workplace today are very much more aware of their rights and their boundaries. And as a young working woman, I was not. And, and so that for me is something that I would say to my younger self, that if you think it's not okay in your head, it's not okay. You, you don't have to say, oh, I don't think it's okay in my head, but maybe in this scenario, it should be okay and I should calm down. Next up, we have Sandra Rocco, who's the founder of Sanzo Sparkling Water. We talked to Sanzo about reframing risk and authenticity. Here's what Sanzo has to say. I don't know if this is contrarian at all, but it's like, I do feel like there's a real move towards even founders being massive generalists. And maybe at a certain level, when you have enough leverage in the way of a team and and capital and whatnot, and maybe your company mandate does require you to be a little bit broader, sure. But I, I actually find that for a lot of folks who are in the earlier stages, if I'm advising folks or potentially going to angel invest in folk. I don't actually find that to be super constructive just because building a startup at all that's successful, the, the, the probability for success is actually quite low there. And last but not least, we have Sriram Krishnan, a general partner at Andreessen Horowitz. We talked to Sriram about rebelling within a conformist culture and building your brand online. Here's Sriram's advice. I think there are a couple of things. I didn't really understand how important it was. And I kind of really think of a lot more important. It's kind of served me really, really well. The first one is leaning into your individual self online. So, uh, you know, in, uh, this can mean any number of ways. I think if somebody here in the early 20s listening to this, I think the, the number of piece of advice I would say is like, find a way to just create any kind of content online. And you can write, you can post on Instagram, you can post on YouTube, find ways to share with the world. I think we're on this journey where the world is um, moving towards a lot more focus on individuals. Uh, over institutions and it, that's happening in pretty much like every sphere of society. And if you're online and you're building an audience who trusts you and who kind of follows along with you, that is a real superpower. And that is one thing, by the way, it's an infinite game. If you start off in your early twenties, you have like 10 plus years. You have a lot of people here in a peer group with a lot of free time. People in their forties do not have so much free time. So it's going to compound and they're going to become a massive asset for you. 
Thanks so much for tuning into Cross the Lines with your hosts, Angie and Jay. If you enjoyed today's conversation about the intersection of work and Asian American identity, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review to spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, you can head over to acrossthelinespodcast.com to learn more about the show, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time. Thank you.